What up, though? Listen, bro, you can't be leaving me like this for a week at a time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, it was, all, it was all kinds of shit popping off. I, I was feeling lonely as fuck. I was like, I was almost texting you, bro. I was like, damn. I was like, where's Sean at? Every time something would happen last week, I was like... Yeah, that's, it was it was a lonely week, bro. You not you're not allowed to leave. No I'm more. sorry, man. I, I had to go. I had to go out of town for a little business, man. but, it's, but it's, it's all good. We back, man. Episode seventy three. Everybody, welcome back. Let's go. Carbon Footprint Podcast. He is Juan, and I'm Sean. And every week we get together, have a few drinks, and talk about things going on in the world. Try to focus on things making an impact, whether they be good, bad, or otherwise. And we got something else for y'all today. Get your recipe books out. Get on Instagram. Check out the picture. Let's go. Let's well, hit them up. Listen, this shit is is fan. See, I was feeling myself after I made it too. It came out so delicious. I can't take credit for the recipe. <laughs> it was fire though. Uh, this week we're drinking something called El Alma, which is basically the soul. Uh, uh, it's a translation for the soul. Um, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, El Alma is like the soul. You know my Spanish so, is fucked up. I know. I know you a coconut. We established it. <laughs> <laughs> you brown on the outside, but hella white in the middle. <laughs> so, but uh, it's it's mezcal. So if you've never had mezcal, um, it, it's kind of a cousin of tequila esque. I guess is the best way to describe it. But it's more uh, smoky. I would say than tequila. It's like a yeah. It's definitely gassy. Yeah, it's, it did. But this one is like Monte Lobos. It wasn't bad. It definitely, it doesn't feel like it's going to be pleasant going in, but it, it goes down pretty smooth. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, it's definitely great with ice. So so definitely try that out. But basically the drink calls for an an ounce of peach ginger simple syrup. I don't know where you get that, <laughs> but we got it. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, we got it from, uh, uh, actually shout out to Shaker and Spoon. Somebody gave me a gift, a friend of mine, uh, of this subscription service um, that essentially comes with all the ingredients you need to make a drink. And they give you different drinks like uh, on a monthly basis. Um, so uh, it, pretty awesome, man. It's it cool. So this stuff I would have never kind of uh, stumbled onto on my own. So so shout out to uh, the person that gave me a gift. And then just the Shaker and Spoon, this is a cool-ass concept where they literally mail you everything you need minus the alcohol. And, and then they give you recipe cards and stuff. So uh, it, it came with this peach ginger simple syrup. So you need an ounce of that. You need an ounce of lime juice, uh, two ounces of the mezcal. Uh, shake that up. Pour it in a glass, no ice. You do shake it with ice. And then top it off with an ounce of ginger beer. Um, you do need star anise uh, as like a garnish, but we lit it on fire and then threw it in because lighting it on fire. That's what we do, goddamn Yeah, because we extra. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it brings out the smoky like of the anise. It definitely like, did. Yeah, it, yeah. And I'm not a fan of that. That licorice scent that anise does, I hate it, but I do use that shit all the time. Yeah, it just smells good. It smells good. It, and I hate like the flavor of licorice, but the smell of that is awesome. You know what I use that for? Like, it's why I had the separate bag yeah. too. I actually make uh, old fashioned with tequila and I'll smoke that anise to smoke the glass with it. So that's Ooh. why I even had some. And it tastes fire because that scent stays in the you glass. Yeah, hit me up on that one. Oh, I'm, oh, I'll put you on. We can do that. We can do that next week. <laughs> but anyway, try that off, man. It, it's awesome. El Alma. Uh, we'll, we'll put out the recipe on IG because uh, it's a little complex, but uh, it tastes fire. Yeah, and by the time this episode comes out, um, it'll be, you know, Thursday for most of you. So it's definitely a good get home on Friday after a long day's week. Or uh, did I see? Did I say that right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. After a long week. I'm a couple of these in. I don't know what's what. <laughs> after a long week and uh, treat yourself on a Friday night. Hell yeah. It's good, man. It's fire. All right, man. Yo. Comfort of the week for me goes out to Michael Lafitte. This guy uh, is a Louisiana 
He lives in Louisiana. I believe he's a Louisiana native, um, but don't quote me on that. This guy started um, an organization called Dads on Duty. Okay. So within like a three-day span, um, the high school in which I believe one of his kids go to, uh, there were 23 students arrested for fighting. Damn. So he got the fathers together, the fathers of, of the kids in the school okay. together to go and essentially just have presence at the school. And so they're just, they're there, they're greeting the kids as they come in, they're laughing with them, they're joking with them, but they're making sure kids are going to the class, and most importantly, they're making sure that there's no fighting going on. And so, what was funny was, and so this was first reported by CBS, and there's right, right now there's about 40 of the dads that, that are doing this, and um, one thing that he brought up in the interview was that, and th- this is a predominantly um, African-American school, right? It's in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay? Makes sense. So he was like, yo, most of these kids not only don't have fathers in the house, but don't even have positive male figures in the house. And then they interviewed some of the kids, and, and the kids were like, yo, like, they're funny, but most importantly, like, we just feel safe. Like, we just feel like shit's not going to pop off. Like, that's big, man. Because there's, there's, there's more male figures around the school. And, and since they've done it, like, zero fights, bro. Dude, there's so much um, data that, that like, shows. Um, I mean, I, I wish I could remember her name, but there's a divorce attorney, actually, man. She's a female, and she does these TED Talks all the time about how not that dads are more important than moms, but the impact on someone who doesn't have a dad is it's like far greater than the the not having a mom part and it and it has to do something of the way like uh we so like socially develop that um it's cool man and she uses great analogy it was like if the mom if if the kid gets hurt in school right and they called the dad and were like yo like who do we call like what doctor do we send them to right. like most dads would be like uh, he, I, don't I don't know, know. call the mom <laughs> but if you ask the kid, like if you had to go like, yo, what's the kid's favorite game and what's the kid's favorite? Like it, it, it basically what it boiled down to was like the fun aspect always came from the dad. Obviously, the protection, gotcha. and all that. Okay. The nurturing aspect came from the mom. And it was like it's not that that wasn't important, but it was that a lot of the social development that came from like you. You sort of being who you are as far as like uh, how you make friends and how you play and how you do all that stuff like was like the dad played a huge critical role. And then obviously there's all this data that shows that like, yo, kids who grew up without fathers, like it's more times than not, you end up doing some pretty shitty stuff by not yep. having those male father figures. So, man, that, that's huge that those guys would do that in that community. Um, yeah, man, shout, shout out to those guys, man. Yeah, man, and, and they're actually trying to expand in Louisiana, but, like, I think the guy's long-term goal is to go, yo, like, nationwide. You need to have, like, chapters nationwide. Kind of like the big brother thing, but, yeah. like, that, that's fire, man. And let me tell you, man, like, growing up, so growing up in, like, New York City, I didn't even know that many people that had fathers in the house. So like my one of my like my best friend growing up in New York, he had a father in the house. And I remember as a kid, like always trying to like impress him because like I didn't have a didn't father. Have. Right. And have I didn't I, my, my father uh, didn't live with us. He was uh, at the time at the time. Right. So, so he lived, um, you know, a few blocks away. And I kind of saw him whenever I saw him or at least the guy I thought was my father. 
Um, <laughs> go back and listen to a couple episodes yeah, right. ago. <laughs> there's, a whole, there's a whole lot to unpack there, yo. <laughs> but no, like, so I, like, I know what it's like to, to sort of grow up, um, at, at least as a young, you know, as a young kid without having a father in the house. And, and it's, it's definitely impactful. Now, I did have some really good father figures yeah. in, my, in my life. And, 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 and I love those guys to death, right? So, um, but. And they had a huge impact on you. I mean, oh, just knowing you, yeah, you absolutely know that they made like a huge impact on you. It's funny, man, as you were saying that, dude, I was thinking about the clan, like, 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 the, like the clique essentially that I grew up with. Like, if I think back to before I even moved here, um, yeah, how many, how many have that? Dude, I went. I, I thought of six people that I hung out with all the time. One of them had a dad. Delivery. There you go, bro. One, and then I think about even the the crew then that I hung out with here. Man, uh, maybe two. So a little bit more. I think my my friend group here might have had, but I would say it was fifty fifty. Like here, but in Jersey, man, where where I grew up, uh, some of my my best friends, man, some people I talk to to this day, yeah, none of them had dads that lived in their house, man. Yeah, like not one, um, not even stepdads. Like so, I I think about that as like, damn, that's so true. I didn't I didn't really do that math until you you just mentioned that uh, about the kids around you. I'm like, oh fuck, I didn't saying? realize it. I mean, I, I've always known it from from a personal standpoint, but it's so normal, right? Like, honestly, it was it so wasn't. normal. It was it's just it was so normal. Like, I really didn't think anything of it. So you said that now, and I'm like thinking back. I'm like, oh shit, like like you said, like from a personal standpoint, right? Like I. I know what kind of like my situation, but like the yeah, thinking about people around me, I never really registered that till now. That's hilarious, man. Fucking a, bro. Yo, shout out to y'all. Y'all know who y'all. I feel bad, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope your dad comes back. <laughs> it's not too late. It's not too Go late. Go get a male. Go get a positive male figure in your life, <laughs> bro. I, I was just telling someone like, uh, uh, I'm. I can't remember if I told you this story, but I did a field trip for my son once. Okay. And uh, there was this kid in the class who was a badass kid, evidently, right? And the kid was like glued to my hip the whole time. So the, you know, you, when you chaperone these things, they they like break you off with like, oh, these two or three kids are yours, right? And usually it's yours and like one or two others. And this kid the whole time kept calling me dad, calling me dad. Uh, uh, and and like my son was kind of letting it slide, and I, and I know he gets bothered by shit like that, so I was waiting for him to pop, and he didn't pop, and I was like, all right. And the kid just was like, Dad, look at this, Dad, watch this, Dad, like just kept calling me Dad the whole time. Right. And at one point, we're eating lunch, and he hands me like something. He goes, Dad, can you open this? And my son done had enough, and, he, <laughs> and he, my son like throws down like a sandwich or whatever it was, like the uncrustable. He is not your dad. <laughs> Yo, and the kid bro doesn't skip a beat and goes, Well, I don't have one, so today he is. <laughs> <laughs> yo and the kid was a saint bro like at least yeah. for that day like yeah he was all over the place and then the teacher telling me like yo he is horrible normally like horrible and like uh dude, dude was like you Shit know matters, dude, bro. It, it really does bro i felt so bad dude you know like he said that and i'm laughing my ass off right and then like as i'm thinking about it i'm going fuck that shit is so true like in his mind it's just something he said and he kind of kept it moving but i'm like he was being honest as shit because kids are normally like super honest about stuff like that but the dude was like they were like yo good luck like it almost gave him to me as a joke right and he was fine the whole time bro yeah dude. I was like, he was better than my kid <laughs> I was like, yo, <laughs> I had to go back a few times. Like, yo, where'd this one go? <laughs> You're like, can we trade? Yeah. I was like, I lost him in the aquarium, yo. It was horrible. Dude, when I used to go to, to, to Pennsylvania on that fresh air fun shit, like over the summers, mm-hmm. um, I stayed with, you know, a husband and a wife. And, and the, the dude, man, I was like, when he was around, I was glued to his. I mean, he worked, right? But I was glued to his hip. And it was like, whatever he did, I wanted to do. 
That's, and and it's so yeah like that that shit like it matters bro it's so weird man like just to think of that like yeah that's wild man shout out to those guys man that's 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 so cool yeah it, man, it so matters bro that's dope. mike michael lafitte um keep doing your thing good thing that you guys started that obviously it's making a huge impact and um hopefully them you know that shit just continues to catch on and and you guys get to open up some more chapters around the country yeah hell yeah man shout out shout out to those guys man that's dope um dude my carbon footprint is um uh, man, someone I've been critical of, but I, listen, man, I'm going to give him credit for keeping it a buck, bro. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <laughs> bro, Kyrie, you know, I mean, you guys don't know the story, but Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving been, been uh, obviously, he doesn't want to get vaccinated for whatever reasons, like personal choice. And then he, um, he. So for the folks that don't know who he is, give him the, give him the intro. Dude, Kyrie Irving is probably one of the greatest point guards of all time. Definitely top three in the NBA today. Um, I would say top 20 point guards in the history of the league uh obviously won a championship with lebron and the Cavs. uh plays for the brooklyn nets um so essentially in new york you have to get vaccinated or you're not allowed to work that's everywhere bro it's a lot hospitals fucking it's it's like dude it's it's everywhere like you have to yeah like they lock it down so it's weird man and that's a separate conversation you know like whatever but so essentially what what was going to happen was he was going to play 50 50 like so he could only play at away games at arenas that allowed him to be there for being unvaccinated and then the nets you know uh and then he couldn't play home games and credit to the nets man like because obviously like i respect Kyrie's decision to be able to to if he's saying he doesn't want to get vaccinated then cool like Listen, we, we talk about this all the time. Keep that same energy. Kyrie kept that same energy. He's like, nah, I'm not going to do it. Like, no matter what, uh, matter how much money he's making or whatever, at least for now, he's like, nah, I don't want to get vaccinated. And then the Nets went, that's cool, but then we don't want you part-time. So, like, the Nets uh-huh. have now said, yo, you're not even going to play at away games. Um, and they're, they took off his extension off the table. Like, we're not even discussing an extension with you un- uh, until this is resolved because this you're never going to play. I think so. Okay. So for him, obviously, a lot of future money on the line. I would argue he costs himself future money with any team, not just the Nets. Like, because who's going to want to take a flyer on that right now if he doesn't get? Right. I, I would not take a flyer on him right now just because I feel like he's not passionate about basketball. That's a separate thing. But like, anyway, man, the the guy. Listen again. He kept that same energy, bro. They told him he couldn't play, can whatever. They couldn't pressure him into playing. And I went, you know what, man? I got to respect that. If you stuck to your, like, to your morals and, and whatever your 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 sort of compass for this was, and you were just like, nah, like, cool. I'm, dude, Kyrie's making, I think we were talking about this before, 426K per game. He's going to have to pay 380K of it in fines. Oh, wow. Um, so he loses a good chunk of that. Now, we, we did the math before we came on. He's still going to make about $3.8 million to sit. That's not chump change. But if you're Kyrie Irving, you could have made 30-something mil, 35, I think. Right. And they say the guy's not not poor, right? But Absolutely not. But definitely when you say, I could have had this, and then I yeah. only made this. And who knows what his lifestyle is like. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And listen, man, I, like, I, like, there's one thing to be like, to take this stance of like, I'm not going to do this. And most people have a price, right? Um, certainly when it comes to this, I feel like a lot of people have a price uh, uh, that you could sort of talk them into it. I got to respect you, man. When you go, somebody dangles $35, $40 million a year, you figure his new contract's going to be $45 million a year. And he goes, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. Like, <laughs> bro, I can't, I can't be mad at you, bro. You, 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 again, you kept it a buck, bro. Like you, and you kept that same energy. You went, no. And then like you like so much so that you're willing to walk away from 200 million dollars listen man when you, when you think the earth is flat yeah that's a whole another thing Kyrie ain't, let me anything is possible this is so actually true. no he came he actually came out and, and was like that's not oh he read a book 
that he did something. He was like, oh, I, I don't, shit. I don't I watch know. a YouTube video. Turns Maybe, out it's uh, not flat at all. I didn't even want, I didn't even want to get into that. I take it back, Kyrie. Fuck that. Maybe uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson got a hold of him or something. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, man. He got on a boat. <laughs> he was like, oh, shit, go that way. <laughs> all right, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Ended up right back where he started. He was like, oh, shit, maybe I'm wrong. Um, yeah, dude, that dude. Like I said, good, good for him, man. We'll see how long that lasts. Now, they, they had protests and shit in front of the Barclays Center, right? Dude, they, they had to, like, uh, uh, close it down. People stormed into the Barclays Center about, like, let Kyrie play. It's like an insurrection. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Shit, it's crazy, bro. Isn't that fucked up? Nobody saying shit about that. Oh my god, it's so true. They did. They literally stormed it. They had to call in all kinds of shit, bro, and shut the place down. Like Dude, that just like what does that say about the the fans? Like, they need the jobs, fun, the bro. Fanatics? <laughs> Nobody has jobs, right? Right, bro. <laughs> they needed something to do on a Tuesday, bro. That's what that shit's Dude, not for nothing, man. Hiring has been even I know even for us, hiring has been has been tough. Like people don't want to work. Fuck no. I mean, I think like People want to work. I, they're just being really picky about what they do yeah. now, man. Which I, I, I don't know, man. I go back and forth on it because I kind of dig it, right? Like I, I'm yeah, like, no, you know what? Good right. for you. Yeah, like, right, right. You should enjoy what you do. You should enjoy what you do. You should command whatever it is that you feel like you're worth. You should, um, you know. I, I think certainly we, we've always had this conversation, like uh, about you know, companies should treat you in a fair and equitable manner. But like, uh, yeah, the other part of me just goes like. I don't know. There's some people who I go, you have unrealistic expectations based on your skill set. Like, right. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and I mean, it'll come down crashing earth for some of those guys, but or not, man. Like they might figure some other shit out. I mean, yeah, live on less. Yep. Yeah. So who knows? But yeah, that whole shit's just been wild, man. Dude, speaking wild. of while we're on sports, um, Tom Brady this week <sighs> throws his 600th touchdown i want that motherfucker to pee in a cup <laughs> dude they, on something they did a comparison bro so they had like like the hockey players like so nhl 600 goals i want to say there's like uh 20 guys or so and then they did like 600 home runs in mlb and there's like nine guys that did it 600 cds in the nfl he is the only guy and, and mind you preface that with significantly less games like hockey you play oh, like 100 right. games a season bro in major league baseball you're playing 162 a year so yeah, to think crazy. about this guy's playing obviously he probably plays 20 because he always runs through to the super bowls right but you're playing 16 plus playoffs right so depending on how deep you get you're getting 18 19 20 right is that right yeah 19 uh, is that a, is is that a it's, maybe it's not a good comparison, right? Is is throwing a touchdown easier or harder than hitting a home run? And is it easier or harder than scoring a goal in hockey? I think it depends how you look at it because statistically speaking, hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. Right. So, yeah, when you factor in, like, hitting a baseball and then hitting it over a fence or whatever, like, yeah, but you also have – dude, if you play 20 years in Major League Baseball, and let's just assume you average 100 games – a lot of fucking time you had to hit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, 
his his streak has been so impressive dude like a joke before about like the test them it's just like it's just not normal and granted maybe he becomes the like new normal of the the technology and the way we eat and nutrition and and the training and sports medicine and all that's so, so good but i think maybe there's more guys like that in, in in the future but i don't think it becomes a norm it's like you have those guys like like him like a lebron right that 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 are meticulous about their health yeah. and spend an enormous amount of money because because they have it right on their health as you should if that's the way you make money yeah right like like when you look at like oh lebron spends two mil a year on his body and i'm just like yeah of course like you should like you make a hundred you should definitely spend two percent of that right on the thing that generates your wealth like it, it just makes sense but like you see now lebron is doing the the he's a like it's a spokesperson or whatever for that that tonal that that shit that's on oh, the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the screen with the the yep. workout thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a little surprised that that. Ah, so was like, I. Yeah, I didn't take him to for one, but I don't know. Maybe the thing is the good. I don't. Ah, I've good never plan, tried. Man. You know, endorsements, man. Yeah, but but uh, no, with, but with the Tom Brady thing, so he throws a six hundred touchdown, and then Mike Evans catches it and gives the ball away. For those of you who don't watch sports, that's that's a big deal. So he gives the ball away to a fan, and then. Almost immediately, somebody from the Tampa Bay Bucks organization comes out to the fan and talks to him and gets the ball. Yeah. And then, orig- and then initially, they give the guy another ball, and then they promise him, like, some signed memorabilia. Okay. And I think that they go, oh, we're going to give you, like, a $1,000 gift card to our, you know, Buccaneers like shop. shop. Yeah, yeah. Which is... If anybody who works for a retail company, like gift cards are, it's, that means it costs them two hundred bucks, and you're getting a thousand dollars, quote unquote, worth of stuff. Maybe right. The markup on retail is is crazy enormous. Yeah. So 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 yeah. So the guy really gets gets nothing for it. So come to find out, it's worth like at minimum five hundred k. Yeah. At minimum, he got ripped off, bro. So, cause so so tell them you got the list of what he actually got. Then they they went yes. back to the negotiating table. So they went back, and I don't know. I, and, I, and, I, and I think the Bucks. I, I don't think the guy complained. I think the no. Bucks found out, and and it was like, yo, we have to do more. Yeah, and Brady did too. To his credit, I saw him oh, on a press did. conference. He goes, oh, we're gonna I'm gonna throw some stuff his way," kind of thing. When they when they interviewed him after the fact, because uh, Brady mentioned the fact that he never wants balls. Like he's like, yeah, I got a couple, but I don't usually keep them. But I felt like that one was one I wanted to have. So because the ball is for Brady, not for like uh, Hall of Fame or not for the team. Gotcha. It was for him personally. So he he had mentioned something press conference like, no, nah, I'm gonna make sure we we take care of him. Yeah. So I would imagine he would want that one, and then maybe like the fifth Super Bowl win. Yeah. He has what seven now? Yeah, I would think he'd take one from every Super Bowl. Yeah, I would think so too. But at least the one that breaks, right? Because I think yeah, uh, you take uh, that six hundred. Then you take like the last Terry game. Terry Bradshaw has four. Yes. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So you would take the fifth that take, breaks take the, the record. Take the fifth, right? Yeah. Seven fucking super Jesus. Yeah, bro. it's crazy. All right. So so then so what they ended up coming back with was two signed Tom Brady jerseys and a helmet, a signed Mike Evans jersey and his game cleats. A thousand, still give him the thousand dollar credit to the team shop. And then two season tickets for this season and next, bro. I still he got don't, ripped off. Bro. I still don't think it's enough. He got like twenty grand worth of stuff. Are you giving Maybe. it back? 
fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm having a hard time. I'm bro. having a hard time, bro. Like like so I think two parts of that is if I'm a fan of the team of the Bucks, right? Like I have a tough time not giving it right because especially it, being in the moment. Yes. Right, you're there and then the 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 team uh, whatever official comes up to you and ask you I'll be honest, like I think in the moment I would have probably given it back. But I would have probably yeah. immediately regretted it when I got home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's how I would have felt. I would have been like, yo, I want you to have it back. But I, I would have been like, I got to think about what I want. So I don't know that I would have immediately wanted to hand it over. Right. I would have been like, yo, I'm going to give it to you. But I got to think this through. Because, like, understanding the magnitude of that moment. Dude, the ball's worth half a mil now. Now. What happens when he retires? Right. So you're potentially talking about a 700K to a million dollars. You're like, you never know. Um, now, if you're Tom Brady, do you go like, nah, I'll give you two mil for it. Give it to me. Yeah. And then I'll give it to you. Right? Yeah, I'll take it. Like, yeah. And so. I just don't know, man. Like, what is, like, how do, much. Do you ask for, like, a how lifetime much is enough? season tickets? Do you ask for, yeah, like, I want I sign balls, sign jerseys. Like, me, I'm going, yeah, I want a lifetime season tickets. Yeah. And then I want, I still want the sign ball. I still want the sign jerseys. I still want, because, and then I go, I want something from this game. Like, I want either your jersey or your cleats or whatever. Like, I still want something that commemorates the 600 touchdown pass. Like, because it'll right, still be worth money. Right. I, yeah, and, and like, granted, obviously, the guy was lucky enough that Mike Evans hands him the ball, right? So you don't want to be, like, greedy. Don't be right, right. And if you're a fan of the team, you certainly don't want to be the dude who's known as, like, the guy who didn't want to give Tom Brady his ball back. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Every, you just, every game you come to after that, you yeah, fucking you, Yeah, it. you can't walk around Tampa <laughs> ever, right? Like, but It'd be like the dude in uh, in Chicago. Oh, my God. Bart. Uh, the Bar- yeah, Bartman or whatever the hell his name Bar- was. Yeah, yeah, Scott. Is it Scott? Scott Bartman? Steve Bartman? Whatever. The dude who who who, who interfered on a ball that I mean, would have really interfered. He didn't really interfere, man. Yeah, no, but yeah, he yeah. didn't. That shit was coming right to him. Good for you, bro. Catch the ball. Catch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those, the only reason Chicago let them off the hook is because they won a World Series. Now. <laughs> but yeah, nobody I kept was seeing that. I'm like, he got guy. he got ripped off, man. Like, uh, and, and I know the intentions were there, right? Like, I saw Tom Brady said we're gonna give him one Bitcoin or something like that too. Um, oh, there you go. And and I don't know if he was joking or if he was serious about that, but like that's kind of cool. Like, all right, go give the guy Bitcoin. He said he was gonna give him a few signed jerseys and a signed ball yeah. and whatever. Like. Obviously, greatest quarterback of all time. You go, dude. Like this ball is meaningful. Like you got to give me something. I did you see the the controversy with Romo? No, I was laughing my ass off. So I'm watching the game live. Romo, when the guy walks over to negotiate, Romo starts like ad libbing, like making uh uh like uh, uh basically mimicking what the conversation was like. Right. And he goes, the guy goes, he goes like, uh, I want to date with Giselle, and uh, <laughs> like trying to be funny about it, right? <laughs> and then uh and, and whatever, and the guy goes, date with Giselle, okay, cool, cool. Tom says okay, like, and it was supposed to be like a fake, yeah, like, it's funny, funny, whatever. Yeah. If those that don't know, Tom Brady's married to Giselle Bunchin, uh, supermodel, whatever, like, um, been married for a long time, whatever. They got a few kids, and and um. Uh, Giselle Bunchen is like considered, I think, scientifically to be the, the the best looking woman ever, right? Like, I think science has backed that. Really? Yeah, she's not my cup of tea, but there's literally been studies done based on her facial structure and all. It's all this crazy shit, right? And anyway, so Romo makes that comment, then he doubles down on it. Like as they go back to the broadcast, he goes, "I want a million dollars in the date with Giselle," <laughs> which I thought was hysterical. It's funny, funny, bro. It's funny, yeah. and he means it in jest. And then I saw like this morning, like people are on this like cancel Tony Romo like kick because he was being disrespectful and yada Listen, yada yada. It's just like bro. that guy might be the best 
football broadcaster ever. Absolutely. And I go, okay, if Tom Brady, because they're like, oh, like he's going to trade his wife for a piece of memorabilia. Like, obviously not. Like, no, it was supposed funny. to be in jest. It's funny. Yeah. It's not like Tom Brady's wife is just some, like, housewife. You're talking about someone who makes a living based off of her looks. So yep. the funny part about that is, like, calling that out. Like, I, I was like, I don't understand how you can't separate. Like, listen, if, if Tom Brady was married to some, like, suburban housewife that nobody's ever heard of or whatever, and you go, oh, I want to date with your wife, then I'd be like, all right, that's a little creepy. That's weird. Right. Tom Brady's married to a fucking supermodel. And who's con- who who makes money off of her looks? She actually makes more money than he does. Yeah, a still. lot more money than he yeah, does. Like still. you make money based off of how you look. Like you want people to perceive you as as like whatever. Like like to objectify you in a in a obviously not in a disrespectful manner. But like that's what you make your living off of, right? So I think in that space, then you 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 kind of. You, you command a certain amount of attention. And so I think when Romo makes that comment, I don't think there's any ill intent. I think it's funny. It's a joke that he makes. But I saw this whole shit today where, like, people are like, Tony Romo's a pig. Like, he's disrespectful. is whatever. I'm like, no, man. Like, it's fucking hilarious that he would go, a million dollars in a day. Which is, like, Please tell at me. the time, I was dying, bro. Please tell dying. me he didn't apologize. I don't know. Actually, I'd be so disappointed. Uh, I hope he doesn't, bro. Yeah, who's he? He's with, he's with who? CBS? He's not going anywhere, bro. People will get over it. But I'm just like, uh. and you know, like whoever wrote the article is some like ugly chick who like no one's ever going to say that about her. So she's <laughs> just salty. Like, I'm just like, so, oh, Tony Romo is sexist. And he he wanted to trade. Uh, 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 he was he would the fact that he would suggest trading his wife for like, I don't even want to give the person credit who wrote the article, but like trade his wife for a piece of memorabilia. Like she's not a piece of meat. It's like, shut the fuck up, bro. Like it's a, like take a joke, dude. Like, yeah. Just, and let me tell you that there'll be some drunk guy in the stadium that'll go like, I want one night date with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> And not even care. And be yeah. like, I don't want the money. I don't, yeah. I don't want nothing. I want my personal Victoria's <laughs> Secret runway show. Tell Giselle to bring her friends. <laughs> Make sure she brings that Adriana chick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring the hitch. Oh, bro! It's it's. I'm like, ah, dude. I was I was looking at that, and I go, I hope that they're like, like looking for clickbait, because you can't tell me that we're that far gone that you can't make a joke. Like, I bet dude, you Tom now, would think that's funny, dude. But speaking of fucking jokes, bro, you see the 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 um, ah, who's that? Dave Chappelle? Yeah. Oh, so, we didn't get a chance to talk about. No. So I so I did, but I did watch his special. Okay. It's funny. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's fucking it's funny, bro. It's good. But he goes in and and, and I, I watched it like two weeks ago. So um, I don't remember the, the specifics about it, but he goes in on like the, the, the trans community. I don't even want to say he goes in, but he makes some jokes about about yeah. them and stuff. And but man, I didn't feel like anything was that offensive. However, I, I, I do like on the flip side of that, if, if you go, well, we're a group of people that are experiencing a lot of um hate anyway yeah like don't add shit to it because we already got it bad yeah like we got it bad right so i get it i I get it from that perspective um but i also feel like it it didn't seem like it was ill-willed no man it never is dude i i feel like i mean i mean obviously you know i'm always gonna side on on the with the comedians but like 
Dude, the minute you start to attack like art to me, like then now you have to censor everything. And that's a space I, I don't want us to exist in because like whether or not you like what he said, cool, change the channel. Like it, yeah. it doesn't matter. And I that, go, I'm, it's fucking Netflix. You don't even have to watch. You don't even have ever. to watch it. Ever. Yeah. And I, I go and I don't know how you could listen to that and think that he's being transphobic. Like, even there's a line in it where he even goes, like, yo, I'm jealous of y'all. Like, as a black man in America, like, like the fact that I'm getting sh- more shunned for you. Like, we've been at this shit for a few hundred years. You motherfuckers been at it for, like, 20. And y'all made more progress. Like, I'm like, that's a valid kind of observation from yeah. the outside looking in where you go, damn, he's got a point. And it's funny. And it's funny. So, and, like, Dave Chappelle's in his space now. So, when I first watched the special, I didn't care for it. I watched it a no, second it's time. It's good, bro. It, it it is really good. It's I good. I think and 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 as someone who's like such a like a nerd about comedy, like I I can never not say that someone's not good. So I should probably I'm gonna walk that back a little bit. Like I never say that something isn't good. It just wasn't what I expected based on his other specials, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. But but Dave Chappelle is in this space now where like where like uh, Richard Pryor was and like the Carlins of the world, where he's so good at what he does that you know he can make you laugh on command. That now he gets to use the platform to just be like a public speaker so like and then you know like hey he can just drop in a line in there and make you laugh but he can just talk for an hour and you're gonna listen and he's not trying to persuade people one way or another no. man like the guy is it's entertainment man. and i think the job of a comedian too is to sort of challenge the status quo about certain things where you go yo everybody just accepts this but nobody really knows why so I'm going to go ahead and question like the, yo, we're all thinking this, but nobody wants to say it out loud. Like, I, I love that. Like the fact that, that like you can't have that dialogue is a problem. Like the, the, the way like just <laughs> to the joke about being in the bathroom and like Walmart. I was dying. The the where, which oh, it's so good. About he's talking about like the using the bathroom with the trans person or whatever. Like you guys. Oh yes, yes, it's yes. so good. But like the his, the way his observations work, man, you're just like. How can you not at least think about what he's saying? Right. And I'm not talking about like being anti-trans. I'm talking about like where he brings up something where you're almost just not allowed to question things. And I love that part about comedy where you bring something up where you go, yo, we all just accept things, but we only accept it because everybody's like, yo, this is what you should do. And, you know, some of us deep down are going like, but bruh, like. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's things that we've said on here that I've had people come up to me and go, yo, man, you guys talk about shit. That I think about, but I don't want to say, or that I feel like I can't say. Yeah. He even, dude, a couple of specials ago, he goes, you know, like being trans, he goes like, yo, it's a hilarious predicament. Like, if you're going to have a sense of humor about it, it's like, yo, I got these parts, but I don't feel like I have, like, like I don't feel like I should have these parts. Like, and you go, yo, and we talk about this before. To me, dude, true equality is we're all getting the smoke. So, like, if you want true equality, I got to be able to make fun of you. I don't I, like, and it doesn't mean I'm I'm right. transphobic. It doesn't mean I'm like homophobic. It doesn't mean whatever. Like I'm racist. I'm like, nah. You all get in the smoke. Like, it, and that's true equality. Like, if you're gonna be like, yo, you're not allowed to make fun of us, then like, all right, bro. Then you don't want equality. You like, to me, we get to the point where if the joke, the intent of the joke comes from a place of love, I should be allowed to make it. Like. Even if I make fun of a community or, or, or a group of people or whatever, it comes from a space of where I think I understand them, and so I'm still gonna like. It's never malicious, right? Like, so I don't know, man. That the, that whole shit where people were walking out, and I love, man, in, in this climate where um, 
it's so easy to want to back away and cut, sort of hide. And the Netflix executives just doubled down on it. They really did. They really. I, and I was fact, like, in good the, for in, you. In the special, doesn't he like thank them? Yeah. He's like, thank God for that. I don't I remember the guy's name, but the, the head of Netflix. He's like, thank God for this guy. He even calls on their bullshit where he tells a story about the Daphne chick at the end who commits suicide. Oh, yes. So he tells a story about the transphobic comedian who he gave a shot to to open for him. No, not, not transphobic comedian. She I mean, not transphobic, sorry, transgender. Trans, oh, yeah. Transgender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad batch. Uh, so, yeah, she, she, was, she was transgender. She she's only been on a stage like 10 times. And he lets her open for him, which is huge. Right. He even says she bombs. Right. Of course you do. And and then, like, the way he spoke about her, like, you could tell it was like, it was, it, it, it came, again, it came from a place of love, man. It, it, the intent Absolutely, was real. Bro. And then she is defending him online because, again, like, yo, don't, don't, like, like, question my intent. Don't question, like, what you think or or how you interpret my joke like question the intent behind the joke man like again the, the, we always talk about the, the joke that comes from the joke that you like comes from the same place of the one you dislike right so like yeah man that whole thing and i'm so glad that that netflix sort of uh doubled down on it and just said fuck it we're not gonna cancel we're not gonna pull it we're not gonna whatever uh because i think they even they are starting to realize this shit's gonna go away like we all just yeah people are fake outrage and need something yep. to do like yeah it's and not for nothing, man. You mentioned something a little while ago where you were like, uh, like society and 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 how society puts pressures on you to kind of like, you know, go one way or another. And man, I I I got a call this week, man, from a friend of mine, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll forego the names, man, but I was having a problem with um, his uh, relationship, and but the problem wasn't with necessarily with the relationship; it was with how everyone that was close to him around him perceives the relationship okay and we got to talking man and and at the end man i was just like bro like nobody's living your life bro so like if this thing works for you like just do it like no it doesn't affect anyone else if if you're happy in this because what was happening was man it was it was not just the pressures of what he's hearing from people that are close to him now, but it was also of what he's been brought up to believe is correct. And so essentially there's, there's times in his life where he's, where it's, it's fucking with him in his head. Cause he's going like, Oh, well I should be doing this, but I'm doing this other thing. And this other thing I really actually like, and it works for me, but society and my parents and my friends and family and right and everybody is telling me that this is wrong and i'm like dude and then at one point man he tells he tells me like man i haven't been more happy in my life in the last several years with this person than i've been ever and i'm like bro that that's that's it that's your answer that's the answer bro and i'm like that's the answer like don't like you have to you got to quiet the noise around you man because like nobody's living your life man and i think i told him some, something to the effect of like 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 don't allow your life to be dictated by people who aren't living it yeah dude how many times i mean we talk about this shit all the time man where you just go like people from the outside looking in think um Oh, but but you have this and you have that or 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 like yeah you should be thankful for this you know how many people and you're just like yeah, okay. Or the opposite of like, oh, why would you put up with and it's just like, bro, you're not living 
Right. Like, you're not here day to day. You don't know what I, you know what I knows, go through. Bro. You don't know what any of us go through. Like, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It's odd. And we talk about this all the time where, like, I, I know I'm certainly guilty of it, like, where you just feel like you sort of give in to the people around you because you're just like, well, fuck, man, maybe I'm crazy. And then you you go like, all right, I guess I, I should go by this. Or, like, I don't want to hear it, so I'm just going to go ahead and go by what I think people want or what they tell right. me or what they – it's so true, bro. And then you're like, yo, then I got to live with myself. So, yeah, like, what does that guy look like? Um, Yeah, that's – Yeah, it's, it's it's so true, man. Like I said, I, I, think I, I think I told him something like, you know, when you and I were talking um, a couple of weeks ago off the air, um, I was talking about just sort of my situation, whatever. And I remember you made a comment of just like, yo, man, like you won. Like, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. remember that? Yep. And so, and, and I think that's kind of how I, towards the end of the conversation, I told him, I'm just like, bro, like you've, you've done X, Y, Z, and now you're doing this. And for the last several years, like you love it. Like, I'm like, you won, bro. Like, just do that. Yeah. And so you don't want to do it anymore. So you don't want to do it. Sometimes you got to like sit there, bro. And like pencil out the, like, what is it that you're trying to, like, what is it that you want? Right. And then you just go like, oh shit, I'm there. Yeah. And then, yeah. And you'd be like, oh fuck. Uh, yeah. It's that reflection, bro. It's the, yeah, bro. It's a reflection like, and it's and it's and you gotta you gotta kinda block out like what you know, whether what what it is society thinks that you should be doing or whether you what your parents think you should be doing or your family thinks you should be doing. I'm like, listen, you go 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 around to your to your family's lives and the people that I, you believe are putting this pressure on you. And go go look at their lives. Oh, bro, it irks. And you'll be like, fuck that. Yeah, because it, it like like sometimes I stop and think about that. I look at the people like around like who who are like either you know like family talks, friends talk, whatever, yep, yep. right? Like and then like uh, or the people trying to give you advice, and you go, bro, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah go look at them and go like do i want that you're like do i, do I really want to be listening to this guy yeah, like right yeah it's, it's so true man yeah I, I not to go back but I, was, I was as you were talking i was looking behind you and i was thinking about the brady thing oh yeah at the kobe ball yep doing when kobe passed uh that ball was worth a million dollars like the day of right day of yeah. day after and it was so hard for me not to like put it up for sale i didn't have it in me bro yeah. I don't even know that guy, bro. I have. I was just think about that when you were talking. I'm looking. Now, at, I, looked over, you, I looked at the ball. So did you? Did you not do it because you go? I can't do it because it means a lot to me. Or did you say that if it's worth a million now, it'd be worth five in a few years? <laughs> I hate that you know me. <laughs> you like ooh, that shit just skyrocketed yesterday, dude. It goes into kind of like what you were just talking about. I didn't do it because I felt like it would be a dick move, right? And then I went, <laughs> and then I went, yo, what do I look like if I put up a ball, like from a dude that just passed? Like I kept thinking about that dude's wife and like his kids and like, and I was just like, they don't give a fuck about uh, you. I know, bro, but I, but I, again, I worry too much about the perspective of yo, how shitty of a human being am I? Who if do I you put up that ball? Who did you think would have come to you and been like, that's a dick move? Bruh, I'm thinking of myself being on like Jimmy Fallon one day. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy goes, is it true? And I'm like, fuck you, Jimmy. You ain't been funny in years. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Why you got to bring that up? Why you got to, yeah. Who told you that, Sean? Yeah, <laughs> That guy's a dick. That guy, you can't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I got these tapes you should listen to. 
<laughs> bro, like literally you were saying that, and I go, yo, I, I thought about this, this shit with Brady, and I went, yo, I didn't get rid of the ball because I was worried about what the perception would be if I got rid of that ball at that time. Wow, oh, man. Yeah, and and, and, and like I, I will say, I don't have a conscience about a lot of shit, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I felt shitty about it at the time, bro. I could see myself, like I quickly put myself in your shoes. My thought would have been, Oh, if it's a mil now, it'll be ten mil. I definitely didn't think about that. Like, yeah, it'll be it'll be worth a couple. Of months. So, so I think at the time I didn't think like, yo, I'm gonna lose on a golden opportunity. So I, d- I definitely right. did think that through. Um, but yeah, I didn't have it in me. I'll go because it did cross my mind. Like, is this ever gonna be worth more than now? Because you know, like with memorabilia, it's like it's the stock weird, market. Bro, yep. Emotion drives the whole thing, right? Absolutely. So I went. None I went, of it's worth anything. It's not in reality. In reality, it's not worth shit. It's worth it's worth what it is to the person who wants it. Right. Like, so I just went, is it ever going to be worth more than that? Like, like, is the emotion behind Kobe ever going to be higher than it is, than now? It is right now? And, and then like, you know, maybe Hall of Fame induction, shit like that, like could have been it. But like, yeah, dude, I, I was looking at that while you were talking and I'm like, yeah, I didn't have it in me. And I know a lot of it was like, yo, what do I look like if I sell it? And then uh, and obviously a million bucks is life changing money for anybody. So you just go, damn, some million dollars I could have made from a ball. That not that I'm not a Kobe fan. I like Kobe, but I'm like Yeah, but then you win that shit. I'd like have been a okay. Raffle or something? Bro, I won that shit at a charity auction. Yeah. Yeah. I donated money to a charity or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I it, paid and like, it wasn't a million dollars. Bro, I paid like two hundred dollars for that ball. <laughs> I gave two hundred dollars to the Special Olympics and I got a Kobe ball out of it. The, so pretty damn good. Yeah, it's a pretty damn good trade off. If it's never worth anything, I never get rid of it. I'm like, yeah, it's worth it. Like so and it's a number eight Kobe, so it's the rapist Kobe. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not two four. Okay, it's Kobe with the bad reputation. But all still, forgiven, but still, he's all forgiven. Uh, Didn't uh, I mean his wife forgave him for that? Yeah, yeah. He, so he we, bought it. He bought it a rock. So we can too. Uh, but yeah, man, I was thinking I was like, oh fuck, man, I should have, I should have got it's rid of the Kobe ball. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Kobe had a whole alter ego after that shit. He changed the number, he, everything. Bro. Everything He's good for him. <laughs> oh man, that shit was fucked up, dude. Did you see um the fucking the Face Clan thing? Like the the no, who's that, bro? Face Clan is like the big esports. Um, Ah, esports. They're okay, a huge okay. esports brand. Um, I think LeBron. My kids aspire to be esports yeah. players. I think it's some NFL players. I want to say Juju. I might get that wrong, but I think Juju is part of the uh, Face Clan. Really? Uh, uh, Schuster. Yeah, is that yeah. good. Yeah, he's a huge like gamer man. Oh, um, okay. And I want to say one of LeBron's kids is anyway like probably the biggest brand in esports is Face Clan. Um, but dude, they're going public through like this spec. And we don't have enough time to go into what SPAC is, but it's just Google SPAC. But uh, it's it's essentially kind of like the latest craze of, of how you go public and you essentially do it with a group of other yep. things. So yeah, anyway, um, dude, a billion dollar valuation. For, for the team? Billion dollars, bro. For, yeah, for the brand, the team, the company. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, so right, you right. figure it, it's, it's, it's the esports team, it's memorabilia, it's um, content. It's I mean, it's so it's, it's a little... It's a couple things, but who would have thought, dude, that, a, that an esports, esports brand team. would be worth a billion dollars, dude, five years ago? That's insane. It's so wild, man. I, bro, I'd be happy for these kids. I'd be mad, too, because I'm like, I, I've been a nerd. <laughs> I was, be like, I've been a nerd. I was good at Tech Mobile. <laughs> yeah, I was getting beat up for that shit, and you motherfuckers <laughs> are making money. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Dude, I'm, it's so funny, man, how the, 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 the space of, you know, you always say, like, teachers have a really hard job, right? Because they're training our children to be, or they're training them for the jobs of tomorrow that don't exist. Yeah. Right? So, like, esports didn't exist when we were when we were kids. They were they didn't exist when my 
or maybe they were at the infancy when my kids were kids, which they're still kids. <laughs> um, but man, like that, you know, YouTubers, um, an Instagram uh, influencer, that kind of shit, right? Like, like that things that I, that our kids now sort of as, aspire to be, like those kind of those kind of jobs, man. And it's like I even think about like the 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 NFT space. And which is crazy, right? Because Gary V had something recently that I, that I listened to, and I was like, "Wow, man, it's so true." Where he was like, "The blue check on the on Instagram." He's like, "That shit means something." Yeah, and 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 you can't hold it. Right, it's not tangible. Right, but you got a blue check on Instagram. It means something. So true. And so he 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 used it as he goes like. And that's what NFTs will be in the future, because there'll be these sort of like digital wallets, if you will, right? That will that'll be your way to floss. Instead of buying like chains and clothes and cars and this, like you'll have these NFTs that will say something about you. Yeah. And it'll be your way to like to 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 floss. I don't understand why that concept's so hard to grasp, man. Obviously, I know I know the tech and and uh, I guess the idea of it is, is in its infancy. But like the way I always look at it is like, bro, we all buy Picasso prints from Bed Bath and Beyond, but we're willing to pay a little more for the actual fucking Picasso, right? And that's what an NFT is, right? It's like, yeah, it's it might just be the like a digital version of like some artwork or some pixelated shit, but it's like, no, it's the original version of that. Right. Like, sure, you can replicate it, but like it doesn't mean you have the Picasso. Like I, I thought that that concept would be easy for us to grab. Um and maybe people, people just have a think hard time because that. they can't hold it. Yeah, it's not tangible. So right. I guess they look at it as like and obviously in the art space, it's it's a different animal because you can you can sort of like I don't want to say hide wealth, but you can you can certainly um, use art as as a as a as a wealth saving mechanism to evade taxes and yada yada. So it's a little bit different, but still, we're all willing to pay a little more for like the original of something, and I mean, that's what an NFT really? is. Yeah, I mean that's what an NFT is. I also think, man, I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on here. Is like NFT is going to change the way you do anything, dude. Kiss realtors goodbye. Kiss mortgage brokers goodbye. Kiss like uh, traditional banking goodbye. Like, do you go through a drive through a tow booth? Uh, uh, I think the way we get paid gonna change like instead of waiting for this whole weekly check the way that tech works you're gonna get paid daily like the whole idea behind this stuff is to make kind of the transfer of money whatever that is whether it's a crypto asset or or actual you know whatever um a fiat currency but like it's gonna make it quicker it's gonna make it instantaneous and more importantly it's gonna make it cheaper to to carry out those transactions it's i mean i guess like anything else where we all look we're gonna we think it's crazy because we just it's funny that you say that so is there coming from the financial background is there a reason why companies pay weekly versus daily it's it's just practical it's easier right like i there's a cost of me uh calculating right what i owe you daily then i have to transfer the money to your bank account if i do a same day transfer it's more expensive than doing a next day transfer if i like there's so many moving parts to it if you were salary right and you don't get paid any overtime anything like that does it cost you money 
yeah. transfer. It does. It, yeah. it costs money. Every to single transaction, money. whether it's an ACH, wire, so whatever that, it is, yeah, that, yeah it's so more expensive, why. right? So, uh, and, and and doing this via sort of this uh, the tech that's behind NFTs and, so and the blockchain, and, right? Uh, the blockchain. It's like fractions of a cent cheaper than what it costs us to move like actual money right now across banks. So, and because of the linkage, Hold I could fractions just, of a cent cheaper. I mean, fractions, fractions of, of a cent. Like oh, of the cost. Oh, okay. I'm gonna get the number wrong, but let's say no, that's fine. let's say it cost me a dollar to to move uh, money now, right? It's like ten cents or something to do it through this tech. Like as far as the the cost of actually doing it, because it's it's um, and not to go too far down the banking rabbit hole, but the way banks work, right? Like if I bank with one bank and you have another bank, my bank may not have a direct relationship with yours, right? So I have an intermediary that I have to send money to. That intermediary then takes money to you. Everyone along that chain is not only getting a cut, but they're also there's a time involved with that, right? And there's right. technology. Like so, so you coming from the IT side, you know that that transfer there's there, there's an exchange of files that has to happen, right? In that case, when you go to this blockchain technology. I can send something directly to you, skipping the middleman. Um, that's faster, cheaper, instantaneous. Like it, it's there's there's so many levels to it where you go. So then, and the you, history is recorded forever, forever. So that's why if you think of like a title company where you go, the whole purpose of a title company is to like or title insurance is like to someone doesn't have claim to say if you ever bought a house, someone has never owned that house before, and if it comes up, you buy title insurance just in case someone claims that hey, that's actually their house and whatever who, that person can sell it. If you have blockchain technology that's sort of keeping track of who owned this house, so you have the title through yeah. through blockchain, and you just go, oh, no, I see Sean owned it. Sean sold it to Juan. That's who rightfully owns it now. You completely get rid of the idea of even having a title company because their whole purpose is to sort of support this this document that says this house is yours. And then if you think of a realtor, right, like the realtor goes around and shows you houses we have the internet now, right? Like we have Zillow, we have realtor.com, we have this stuff. And pretty much we all know what we want, right? Like then we just want to go see it in person. Do I need someone to go take me to 16 houses that they quote unquote found when I can see them all online? Why am I paying you 3% and then the other guy 3%? And if I sell you a half a million dollar house, I'm losing out, you know, on a massive amount of money because you, you, you booked an appointment. So that's like, all that stuff, man, is going away because now I can take that transaction. Now you leverage the internet, right? With I'm, I'm able to find this, and then I leverage the technology of the blockchain to go. I can do the entire transaction without involving a bank, without involving a realtor, without like. And then now everyone feels secure in that whole. I just wonder if the the the, the realtor is the one that's sort of out there, sort of like I guess you sort of giving him maybe a finder's fee. Because maybe sure. I don't, maybe I don't have time to, or or haven't made sure, time. and that's always going to happen, right? Yep. Like it's like like there's travel agents now. It yep. blows my mind, but they're out they're there, still out there, right? And there's somebody out there who goes like, "Yo, I don't want to go through Expedia. I don't want to Google this shit. I want to. Can you go book me a trip? I want to go on a safari. Like yep. here's here's when I want to go. Like go figure that out. Sure, there's always going to be like this this marketplace for that. But like if you think about. And this this is oversimplifying it, right? But like, if you go through a toll booth, like we all have, say, like an e pass, right? You we all have to load our e pass with money ahead of time, right? An e pass takes a certain amount, and when you get to a certain threshold, whatever, they pull the money. There's a reason they pull the money when you get to before this minimum, yeah. way before you use it, right? If you think of this blockchain technology, this is going to be where I could roll through a toll. And it takes the money out of my account instantaneously. There's no middleman. I don't have to go and give the money to SunPass or ePass or whoever I right. use and then do that. It's like, no, no, no. It's coming out of your account and it's coming out the minute you go through that toll booth, um, which sounds 
oversimplified. It's like, oh, that's not that impressive. But if you think about that and now you go, oh, if I'm an employee, I clock out that day, money's in my bank because they know I clocked in, I clocked out. If I'm salaried, they know what I was there. Like, it's going to make the transfer stuff. Like, you go through a drive-thru. Like, who's to say you don't have something already in your car, like an e-pass. It's linked directly to your bank account. And they just go, forget swiping. Like, you order, da-da-da, you drive over this thing, it scans your, and you're on your way. It It's... I think that's where we're going to get to, where when we get there, it's going to be like, of course we're here. Like, this was simple. But this technology is what's allowing that or what's going to allow that. And and we're going to get there within the next decade. Um, I just don't know that people have, like, really opened their eyes to, like, oh, shit, this makes this stuff. It, it, you know what it is? Is I think it's hard to imagine, oh, it can't get better than this, like, where we're at right now. Right? Like, people have always said that. Like, there's someone riding a horse and buggy can. at some point in time who were like, how's it getting better than this? Like, <laughs> And it can. And that's what's going to happen is this stuff's going to get better than this. And we're going to go, oh, shit, this is what allowed it. And we were all going like, you know, it's like the people who said the Internet was a fad. Yeah. It's like, yeah. No, very true. All right, man. So I, I, I'm going to see your, your billion dollar company <laughs> and I'm going to raise you another billion dollar company. So Spanx, um, the, the company Spanx CEO, Sarah Blakely, um, they recently sold the brand for one point two billion. <laughs> Okay. Good for Sarah, man. Which is fantastic, right? Because this is a company that she started like while she was in college, or at least had the idea. Yeah. yeah. And it's only um, like 20 years old, right? 21, 22 years old-ish? I don't know how old it is, but I, but, I re- but I did hear a quote from her where she was like, man, people laughed at me when I said, this company is going to be worth $20 million one day. Wow. And she sold it for $1.2 Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because she, upon selling it, she gave every employee two first class tic- tickets plane tickets anywhere in the world and 10 grand to spend good for her right man. i was like man that that's that's how you do that shit right like i mean obviously that there's other things you could do somebody might go like oh, i'd rather have stock in the company or whatever but to the layman that is an amazing gift and then they were interviewing people like afterwards and it was like oh where are you going and it was anywhere from like somebody was like Antarctica, which I was like, man, you're crazy. Yeah, but there was like, you know, uh, Africa safaris, you know, places in places in Europe, uh, places other places in Africa, Australia, like, and somebody was like, oh man, my my, you know, this this is gonna pay for my fiance and I, um, our our honeymoon. honeymoon. Yeah, so it was just just an amazing, and then and then they they filmed it right, and I think she filmed it on her for, for her Instagram. So it wasn't anything professional. Somebody going on with the phone. To, to, just to get everybody's reaction and the, the, the company is mostly women I and mean, women are emotional anyway but <laughs> but man Sean said that yeah I said it. yeah you guys are you know you are so you could see it was just like like the the I mean oh the the, the oh my god moment right for these for these women and it was so cool to see man cuz you just don't expect that kind of shit. No, that's dope, dude. Yeah. And so for her which which um Sarah's still a young woman. Yeah, she's got to be in her 40s. I think yeah. Yeah. And so I just thought like I almost gave her my carbon footprint because I just go like yo you don't have to do that. And 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 you did it anyway and you don't like you don't even understand like the kind of impact that has on somebody's life. Somebody's going to take that trip. That that is a you know how you always say it, like sometimes we don't remember we don't remember like days, we remember moments. Yeah. That she just made moments for every employee 
in her in her establishment. For some people, those are bucket list things that seem oh, so out of reach, and she just gave it to them. Yep. Like you said, it's life changing for some people. Like, hey, I get to go visit a place that, um, in my mind, was like impossible, or was like, uh, I'm gonna save up my whole life to do this, or what you know, like, cause you just never know. Like, some of us travel, and, and some places are more accessible than others. And it's cool for some people, man. Like. Yeah, you said getting a trip to Africa or Europe or whatever, it would seem so out of reach. Yeah. And for her to do that for them, man, I think we lose touch of like these these like quote unquote simple, I guess, gestures or seemingly simple gestures. Dude, she's we were talking a little about this. I um I have so much respect for her as a business person and um as a like this doesn't shock me. If you read her book, she has she has a book. Oh, she um okay. if you read anything about her um so, so I'll, like I'll follow her on LinkedIn. Um, I've seen her on Shark Tank a lot. She's um, d- the way she not just uh, take the woman part out of it. Obviously, I think would be super inspirational to a woman if you're starting a brand. Um, you know, you have this idea and people think you're crazy, whatever. But like, I would say as a business person, as a as a person, if you want to be a leader of a company, if you want to like do read her book and, and follow her story. There's so many. Um, I, like so much of her story that's so human and, and and so the rest of us right like like every like we all have you know wh- whether it's kids or school that you're dealing with or like you have this idea and people think you're nuts and you're like this the, the hustle that she put in I, I don't know how you don't like look at her story and go like yeah, i respect the shit out of that like that that's you want to talk about a a, a a rag to riches story sort of thing like Dude, she crushed that. It's such a good. So, um, what she story. did? She could she come from like a poor household, or I don't say poor, but yeah, definitely not like just mi- mi- middle class, yeah, middle class, best, and then had this idea for like this, the like undergarments, I guess, for women, like like, and people thought like nobody gives a fuck about that, and she was like, you're because at the time that she comes up with this concept, you got to think like, yes, like the fashion world caters to women, but no one's thinking like these that you can't make a company solely catered to women. You're not going to do that great at this time, right? Like obviously we have so many examples of that after the fact now whether it, whether it's in like the the purse and fashion industry and makeup and whatever, but like when she's building this, no one, you know, this is like late 90s, early 2000s, no one's going like, yeah, build a brand completely built around women. Like n- no men are going to buy your product ever. And, 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 you know, people aren't exactly lining up to go, yeah, sure, I want in on that. Like, you're going to take out, what's the population, men versus women, like, in the world? And you go, like, yeah, I'm going to eliminate that entire population right. from purchasing your product because they'll never need it. Like, uh, uh, and just her but belief in that but they'll product. But they'll buy it for their wives. Yeah, yeah, no, very true. But you're also, like, yeah, it just, just, but yeah. just to have that sort of belief in her own product and, and, and to just, I think, be so convicted and follow kind of the path that she followed and you, and just the hustle that she put in, you know, like some, like obviously we both follow like Gary Vee and stuff like that. Like, dude, you want to talk about hustle. She hustled, man. Like, yeah, I have so much respect for her as, as a, just as a business person and, and as an entrepreneur, man. Like, yeah, definitely read her story, man. She's. What is her, what, what, what is her book? The Spank Story. <laughs> of course. It is. There's another one though. I don't think that's the one I read. No. I think it's called a biography by by uh, a biography of the Spanx billionaire. Hold on, no, oh, maybe it is the Spanx story. Fucking a, I read that. <laughs> I'm looking at the cover. I'm like, it doesn't look familiar, but yeah. a few? there's a few like unofficial the, ones. The belly, the belly art project. The belly art project is one of them. The thrift books. So so yeah. So she has a few out there. I'm trying to figure out. I, we'll get that because we we'll put it out there because there's one that Olivia Barnes wrote. That's that's just like a sort of a biography that she worked with her, but this one directly from Sarah. Um, 
uh, this is uh, no, it's the spank story. Yeah, yeah. It's, we'll, we'll, we'll help you understand and, yeah. and and adopt the competitive strategies, workplace culture, and daily business practices that enabled her to dominate the shapewear industry. Dude, and watch her on. I mean, I I'm an avid fan of of Shark Tank. Um, first of all, it, I, the amount of people there who start concepts and just go on there thinking like demanding money for. And I guess it's hard not to obviously believe in your idea enough to want to go on there but like when people go on there and they're just like how many sales do you have like none but <laughs> it's like right like bro proof of concept at least before you come on here but she's the way she invests you can even tell the way she invests in products or won't or um you know you know they all have their thing like their niche right like everybody on right. there like whether it's mark cuban or, or damon john but like um yeah i always like watching her and how why she turns something down or like get decides to get into it obviously big supporter of like women yep. um on there uh but you know when she doesn't support them I, I always look at the advice that she gives them as to the why not and you're just like oh, you got to respect the like she didn't fall into the emotional trap of like yo i gotta give this lady a shot right it's like hey this is where your product's falling short like i think if you address that you're gonna be okay kind of thing and right uh, yeah so yeah uh, shout out to her man that's yeah dope. man uh, kudos to her bro that's fire man i did dude did you see the dude in norway before we get out of here i got i i have to bring this shit up because this i'm afraid <laughs> yo <laughs> homie in norway uh he's a he was uh he kills five people uh he went on a, a rampage that's and, it and kills five people yeah you know in america bro we get these numbers up <laughs> for norway though, how many did he injure substantial. <laughs> he injured like 17 but he kills five people bro with okay. a bow and arrow yeah, yeah, dude. That Where? means that means four motherfuckers deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> how you how you go on a how you go on a mass spree with a bow and arrow, bro? You gotta cock it. You gotta low. You gotta pull an arrow out. Who's the guy from Marvel? Like, oh, fucking Hawkeye. Okay. You gotta <laughs> you gotta be like Hawkeye. You gotta be Hawkeye, bro. You pulling that <laughs> shit. What's it called? A, a quiver. Uh, the, I don't the even quiver. know the quiver. You gotta pull that shit out. You gotta pull back. You gotta aim, bro. Five people, bro. What he do go into like a concert yeah just, it was uh, like uh no it wasn't a concert it was like a uh i'm just thinking like what you know like what uh what event has people like that close where you just shoot into the crowd and you'll get somebody i don't even know if he went out in the middle of the street i wish it, it said it on here i'm sure i can go look it up but yeah it was a public attack it was basically like a mass shooting quote right, unquote right, right. but with a bow and arrow five and five people dead five people dead Wow, yeah. so he's good too. Yo, his aim is impeccable, bro. Like you, Hawkeye might want to hit him up. <laughs> you get five, bro. You, who's standing around going, <laughs> yo, this motherfucker got a bow and arrow. Oh shit! Let me tell you, he just caught that guy. As, if you can get, a, if you can get about thirty yards away, the. I mean, I don't care how good you bro, are. Bro, I like, can stand six feet from you and dodge a bow. I'm gonna kick you in your in your face, bro. Like, how? Who watches a guy load, pull a bow from a quiver, like uh, or an arrow, load it into the bow, pull back, and you're just staring at him, going, "I hope I'm not next." <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it must be Hawkeye, bro. He's just putting them out there. You know how Hawkeye be doing it real he quick? Like, him like quick. You're right, bro. This got to be an Avenger. Has to be. There's no way. <laughs> this has to be an Avenger, bro. How do you pull this shit off? And I, I So you didn't see where it was? It's in like, Norway, but I couldn't see. Oh, I'll tell you right now. Like, We're going to look this shit up. Let me see. 
No way, bow and arrow know. attack. Yeah, because uh, you're right. This might add context to the whole to the whole thing. So if if, if it's like, oh, it was like a rock concert or something. Shit Residents like of Norwegian Town with a pro- uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. grapple Friday with the here we go, bow and arrow attack. Uh, bow and arrow to attack people during their grocery shopping at a grocery store. That's even worse, no, bro. No way. You got aisles and shit. Yeah, you got get dust <laughs> behind things. You can throw cans at him, bro. <laughs> Throw watermelons, all kinds of fruit. You can hit him with a bag of flour. Yeah. Bro, there's so many ways. And succeeded in killing five of them. <laughs> Attack people during the grocery store. So that means, you know, a couple survive. And, uh, dude, the victims range from 50 to 70. I-, I mean, I might give the 70-year-old a pass if he was first. Wow, five dead. I mean, that's that, it's it's sad. but It is. But, but you go... Yeah, like I'm. But if if <laughs> if my local grocery store gets attacked by a madman, I want him. If his if if I have to choose between like that and like an, a a machine gun or a rifle or any kind of firearm, yo, I'm taking my chances. I'm taking with the, the bow. bow and arrow, bro. Bro, I'm charging at you with a bow and arrow, <laughs> and I'm gonna flick you in your forehead for having the audacity. <laughs> like you ain't you ain't Hawkeye, bitch. It's not Robin Hood. Why are you out here with a bow and arrow? Oh, dude, that, that I was dying, bro. And the you other just figure, sh- like even if you running away from him. Like he's you not hitting me moving. He's not to kill me. <laughs> That's what I'm like. Are you staring at this guy going? I wonder if I'm next. It freeze. I hope he doesn't shoot okay. me. Okay. <laughs> freeze. <laughs> I wonder if it's like if it's like a, a shark. Are you supposed to stay still? <laughs> it just made themselves easier targets. <laughs> oh, how stupid. Oh man. All right, bro. Tell them where they can find us. Fuck me, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you are not already following us, uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Facebook, podcast, like literally everywhere. On socials, we're on TikTok, IG, uh, Facebook, um, at the Carbon Football Podcast, and then at the Car- or yeah, at the Carbon Football Podcast at gmail.com. So yeah, if you're not, follow us, hit us up, let us know what you guys think, uh, let us know we're crazy, tell us, uh, give us your drink ideas. Yeah, whatever you got, man. Yeah, hit us man. Up. As always, <laughs> as always, folks, we appreciate you. Love you for the support. And I'm gonna leave y'all again. I wrote this shit down because um I think it's I think it's gonna resonate with some people. So don't allow your life to be dictated by people who are not living it. Goddamn right. Yeah. And with that, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Peace.